Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Philippe Matthews Show at thepmshow.tv. Named the Oprah of the Internet by Mark Victor Hansen, Philippe Matthews doesn't ask questions that are different. He simply asks questions that make a difference. The Philippe Matthews Show features entertainers, bestsellers, authors, thought leaders, change agents, and world-class experts in the field of personal, spiritual, and professional development. An internet marketing entrepreneur, Philippe is the creator of the How Movement, dedicated to teaching people how to move from the mindset of hope to the process of how. If you are ready to take your life to the next level, move from the mindset of why to the mindset of why not. Tune in right now to this latest edition of the Philippe Matthews Show and watch your life grow. Now we're back, ladies and gentlemen, on the Philippe Matthews Show. I've got a terrific, phenomenal, incredible guest and voice uh, on the show with me today. I'm really hyped and stoked. She was uh, uh, the winner uh, of uh, the Internet version of The Voice uh, from NBC, uh, an artist known as Mika Paris, uh, who has a phenomenal voice. How are you, my dear? I'm blessed and so happy to be here. Thank you so much. How are you? <laughs> I'm fantastic. I I heard your voice and uh, I, I and I heard your story and I said, oh my gosh, I've got to have this this gal on the show. You have an incredible gift, my dear. Where did Thank it come you. from? Thank you so much. Goodness, I mean, obviously, ultimately, it came from God. <laughs> um, but you know, actually, my dad can sing. And my okay. grandfather on his side, who was his father, he can sing as well, as I was told, because he passed away when I was very young. But he can sing. My dad can sing. You know, my mom can kind of carry a tune, and I just kind of <laughs> combined all of their talents into one person, and that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, you have a big family, uh, brothers and sisters? Or? You know what? I don't. It's just um, a brother. I just have an older brother, and it's just me and him. Okay, where, where are you from, born and raised? I was born in Santa Rosa, California, and I was raised in Portland, Oregon. Okay, all right. Fantastic. So, so you know, here you are, like I'm sure millions of other little girls with a great voice. Um, what happened with you where you decided to take it really seriously and, uh, uh, you know, make it actually a career? Goodness. I mean, I've always taken it seriously, but it was kind of like put not necessarily on the back burner, but it wasn't my focal point because I grew up very strict and, and a, from a very religious background. So it was like okay. you know, keep your voice in the church, you know, make sure that you, you're following, you know, your spiritual path first before you do your own personal path. So mm-hmm. that's the reason why I kind of, you know, was really trying to listen to my mom and how she brought me up and then, Goodness, about two years ago, 
I said, you know what, I really want to do other genres besides gospel and classical because that's where my background stems from. And I said, mm-hmm. you know, let me let me get some music. Let me get some R&B. Let me start writing for the first time. And I encountered some great people, friends of friends, and that's how I started recording my first few um, songs that you can find on my Reverb Nation page. And then I started performing like three nights a week for about a year in Portland. And then I packed up from Portland and moved to Sacramento and did some more great things there. And so it's kind of been like a year and a half where I'm like, okay, I'm going to take this and I'm going to, I'm going to push as hard as I can. Wow. So that's a huge, huge pivotal shift. I mean, I mean, you know, 20 years from now, you're going to be telling this story. It's going to be like a wow factor because coming from the sacred to the secular is always a big move. It is. It really is. How did your family uh, handle that, and how did you grow through that? You know, my my parents, they support me singing. They support the gift that God gave me. They're not too keen on the genre of music, you know, per se, but they do support my gift. They just, you know, obviously would want me in the church, but, you know, they're supportive of my gift. And um, me growing through that, has been fun. It's been really fun because I get to do obviously what I want to do, whether it's gospel or R&B, but now I get to do R&B so I can reach more people and, you know, still sing about positive things, positive movement, and still sing about love. And I've just realized my spirituality in doing so and exactly Mm. who I am and what I want and exactly what people want to hear from me. So that's how I've grown in the process. So, uh, you know, you never ask, uh, you supposedly never ask a young lady of their age, but I have to ask because you're, you're, you're so beautiful. You look like a baby. How old are you? <laughs> you said I look like a baby. That is so funny. Well, thank you so much. I'm actually 25 years old, so I'm a little bit older than a baby. <laughs> just a tad bit, just a hair. Yes, but, um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> In comparison to me, though, you are a baby. I'm <laughs> I'm ancient, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so, so now here you are doing this R&B, and so you know you you've kind of gone on this two-year journey, and uh, heck, you end up winning the biggest uh, 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 what, what what do you call it? Uh, television reality, you know, singing show in the world. The Voice, out of out of all of them, even American Idol or America's Got Talent, The Voice. Oh, my God, how do you do that? You know, goodness, obviously everything is ordered by God underneath the sun. But, you know, I was in California at the time, in Sacramento, because I had just moved there, and I had been there for maybe about six months. And I was kind of down one day. I'm not going to lie. I was down, and I was on Twitter, and I was just kind of shifting through the tweets on my timeline, and I follow Monica, the R&B legend Monica, the Grammy, you know, nominated winner, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. Yes, and I follow her. Who was, who was I, a matter of fact, I think she was on a reality show. She was with uh, was Ed McMahon. She, yeah, I think she she was founded on, was it Talent Search or was yeah, it? I think it was Talent Search, that's right. That's how she got her start, yes. And then actually her mom is a pastor as well, so she started in the church too. Okay. So, yeah, I followed her for years. Since I was a young child, I followed her and Brandy, of course, because they're from the same, you know, timing and era when they both came out. Mm-hmm. And I followed her on Twitter, and I saw her tweet saying something along the lines of, if you want to win a mentoring session with me, click here. And she, and she put a little link there, and I was like, 
gosh, I wonder how long ago she tweeted this. So I look at the time. It said one minute. And I said, okay, Mika, I'm going to go for it. Oh, wow. And it's crazy how it happened, like really crazy how it happened because I was staying at, I was at my girl's house and she had no internet. So literally right after I saw the, the one minute posting from Monica on her Twitter, my friend walked in the door and I said, girl, can I please see your phone? Can you turn your Wi-Fi on on your phone? I need it for my laptop right now. It was within like five minutes of me seeing the tweet. My girl walks in the door. She sets up her Wi-Fi. I get on Twitter on the web, and it takes me to OurStage.com. That's where the link takes me. And I set up a profile on OurStage.com, and then um, I submit my music, do all the information and the prompts that they're asking for, and then I submit the wrong song. Yes, and I was like, oh, my God, because this is exactly how it uploads. It uploads where when your second upload becomes the first in order as opposed to the second upload becoming the second in order. Oh, my goodness. Yes, and these are MP3s I'm uploading. They're the songs, and so I'm thinking, oh, no, I submitted the second submission, which happened to be Wings, and I said I wanted to submit that song second because after I submitted Wings, I noticed, that there was still room in the competition. And I'm a, a smarty pants and a little, like, Internet obsessor guru. So once I figured that out, I said... <laughs> so once I, once I figured that out, I said, I'm going to submit a second song. And then I go, oh, crap, I submitted the wrong song first. So I went back, and I think, okay, I want to submit the other songs. So I go through the motions of doing the whole setup all over again. I go to submit the actual song I wanted to submit. And I said, sorry, the contest is closed. And this is all within 10 minutes' time. What? Yes, really? and I got yes, and I got so frustrated and so upset, and I was like, "Dang it!" I'm like, "You know what? Hopefully they'll like Wings. If they like Wings, they'll go to my profile, look at all the other songs up on there, and maybe I'll win." Wow! And and sure enough, I, you did. So, how long did it take for you to find out that you were a winner? How did the what happened in between, and how did that process work? Walk me through that. Okay, so after I submitted, I literally forgot all about it because I enter a lot of contests all the time online, or, or my team does, um, because we're always, you know, you, you never know what you're going to win. And right, right. I, I was always submitting things, so I forgot about it. And um, about a week later, my phone died, which it does a lot because I'm always on Twitter, or someone's always texting me, or I'm always on the phone. <laughs> and I went to sleep, and before I went to sleep, my same friend who hooked up her internet for me to submit for the contest, I said, girl, I feel like I'm going to win something. I feel like something happened, but I don't know what it is, but I already won something. And I forgot about the contest at this point, so I didn't even think about it. And she forgot, too, because she didn't even mention it. And she goes, well, what do you think it is? I said, I don't know, but I'm going to stop right here, and I'm going to pray to God, and I'm going to thank him in advance for whatever it is because my whole body felt warm. Like I felt like God was pouring out a blessing on me at that very moment. And so I, I prayed, and I went to sleep, and my phone died. So I woke up, and I was like, oh, my gosh, my phone's dead. So I charged my phone up. As soon as it turns on, it said I had an email from OurStage.com. And it says, you are one of the finalists. Please fill out this affidavit, and we will get your, you know, you in the process of hopefully becoming a winner. And I was like, this is a joke. And I was like, you know what? Wow. You guys have to play with me because I don't have time for emotional games right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I wrote her back, and I said, hey, you know, thank you so much. And she's like, you know what? You're, is this the correct number for you? Because Radio One's been trying to call you. And I was like... Radio 1. Radio 1 is huge. Absolutely. Radio, 
Right. And I'm like, Radio 1 is trying to call me? And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I had changed my number. So I got a, you know, I updated my phone number. I got in contact. So it took about a week's time, and I got the email from our stage. And then about maybe a month and a half after that is when I heard from Radio 1. They flew me and a guest out to M- uh, BET's 106 in Park. I got to meet. Now, what was that like? I know that was absolutely off the chain. It was off Two chains, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Two chains. (laughs) Yeah, it was off two chains (laughs) because it was crazy. They called me and they said, they literally, um, Radio 1 called me and said, we need you in New York in two days. Can you make it? And I said, I will make it, 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 whatever it takes. And they flew me out there. Um, I got to see Times Square. I got to go to like a three or four record labels and meet some executives. I got to obviously meet Monica, have my one-hour mentoring session. I got to meet Brandy because her and Brandy were um, promoting their single at the time, which was It All Belongs to Me, and it was debuting the video on 106 and Park, so I was in the Mm -hmm. audience. And I got to see some behind-the-scenes footage of them doing an interview, which was only on BET.com, which nobody else saw, obviously, except for the people who were in the room, which was their management and their team. And um, I learned some great things from Monica. I got to, you know, be in New York, which I haven't been in New York in a while, and it was mind-blowing. It was an experience of a lifetime, something I will absolutely never forget. Well, how does it change your life when you come back? Because now, you know, you were you were a rising star uh, uh, before you left, but now here you have a level of validation that, you know, really can't be uh, matched. I mean, it's, it, you can't get much more confirmation than that. Uh, how, how did things around you begin to change? Wow. Well, yeah, before I left and before I even won the contest, I had won one other contest. Um, it was the Portland, Oregon Girls Got Talent contest, and that was a blessing. That was huge, and that was fun, you know, to be considered that for my hometown. It was great. I competed and, and won. And it had been about a year's time, and then I won this contest. And when I came back, obviously I took the things that Monica shared with me about you know, how to make it in the business and how to keep certain people around you and certain people away from you and how to keep your circle small and how to remember to, you know, put God first because God gave you the talent. And obviously it opened some doors for me. I have a little bit more contacts, you know, because of it. And um, I got to meet great people, but I also did get some recognition, like you're saying, which has been a blessing because when you have been singing for so long and you've been so passionate about it for so long, but maybe only been out, you know, not so long, but to have the recognition like you have been out there, you know, grinding for five to seven years, but really only took you maybe two years to do so has been such an honor for people to recognize that. I've gotten more bookings. I've gotten more press. I've gotten more um, respect, you know, because as an independent mm-hmm. artist, it's hard coming mm-hmm. up. People are like, well, why should I Why should I book you? Why should I um, put you on my website as a feature? You know, mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. people, you know, are more apt to do that and they're excited to do that. And instead of me having to reach out so fervently to people as much, you know, now people are coming to me and my team. And so it's been it's been an honor. Well, it is absolutely an honor, uh, and, you know, what a phenomenal song, Wings. Uh, talk to me about the production of that, the process of that, and uh, what did you want to convey in that in that beautiful, beautiful song? Okay, well, Wings, um, yes, was the song that Monica chose out of 600 people and 600 other songs 
for me to win um, the NBC's The Voice Artist on the Rise contest. So it it was amazing that it happened, and the song meant so much to me because of that. But before that even happened, the song meant so much to me because of what it says. I wrote this song with um, the Night Owl Boys of um, Oklahoma, Rettel Shaw and Derek Porter, and they're amazing songwriters, absolutely amazing. They've worked with some of the best people actually in the industry, and they're actually friends of a friend. I met them because um, I went down to my friend's college graduation, and she was like, hey, I have some friends are always in the studio. You should meet them. And right then and there, we wrote a song that, that first night. And so once, you know, I figured out, you know, they're talented. We work well together. I said, let me call them up and revisit them. And when I needed to make some songs, you know, in R&B genre um, to kind of push myself out there, I went back there. I flew down there and had a session with them. We were going through some production pieces, and once I heard the production, I said, stop right there. I said, that's that's the one. I go, stop. I don't want to hear nothing else. That's it. And he's like, yeah, that's pretty, That's a nice one, huh? I go, oh, yeah. <laughs> so we we sat on it for a long time because we wanted to write something perfect. We wanted to write something flawless. We wanted to write mm-hmm. something that I'm known for my breakup songs. Um, and so I wanted to write something that was like, kind of like a breakup, but you're so beyond it, you don't even consider it a breakup anymore. You consider it growth and peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I said, you know what, let's write on that type of concept. And so all three of us came together, we wrote that song, and we decided to title it Wings, and, you know, that's the kind of the story behind it. It just kind of wrote itself, in, in a sense, and, and, you know, Monica loved it too, and I'm so thankful for that. And it was actually played on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show um, out of Atlanta on a syndicated radio station through Radio One, and which means that 51 radio stations played it. Can you imagine the views, the viewers, and the listeners that got to hear that? That's crazy. Incredible, incredible. Who? who uh, it's a beautiful. Not only is it a beautiful song, it's a beautiful video. Who did your styling and who did your makeup? Oh my goodness. Okay, I'm so glad you asked. Um, thank you so much. The video was produced by NWC Team and Austin Kutcher Productions of NWC Team. And um, the Wings video was, you know, I thought of the concept and I said, you know, I really want the outfit to really just complement the video. I didn't want to overshadow the video. I didn't want, you know, the song to overshadow the outfit. I wanted them to complement each other as, as magically as possible. And I came up with a concept where I wanted to look like a fairy. I, you know, if I look like a baby, I might as well look like a baby fairy, right? <laughs> right. So I said, you know, well, let me reach out to some people. And um, a friend reached out to a designer that he knew in town, and her name is Cindy Taylor, and she actually is one of the well-known designers in Portland and abroad. She does a lot of fashion weeks in New York and in and, and Washington State, and um, she actually is one of Lady Gaga's designers of one of her custom creations. So the fact that I got to work with Cindy Taylor and, you know, her ideas matched mine and she took what I said and created something, it was it was just magical. Like, she really made me look like a fairy. And people actually say that, and I think that that's perfect. And um, the makeup artist was Rebecca Anderson. She's amazing. She's one of the most sought-out um makeup artist in the Portland, Oregon area. She does all, like, the runway models, all the print models, all the high fashion 
type of um, makeup artistry, and I told her I wanted to have jewels all over my eyes um, just to kind of bring a different edge that you don't see as much in music videos. You know, you see mm-hmm. great makeup, but you never see something that's like art form on somebody's body, and that's mm-hmm. exactly what I wanted, and she's amazing. Absolutely. Who's the little girl in the video that you were holding? Oh, that's Zeta. Zeta is a friend of mine's daughter. And I, when I was writing the treatment, part of the treatment said, you know, a little girl is, you know, she's kind of looking for something, too, and she doesn't know what it is. So she's like a mini-me, in a sense. And her name is Zeta. She's nine years old, and she's from Portland, Oregon. Excellent, excellent. So who did you listen to growing up? Who were some of your, um, other than Brandy and, and Monica, who were some of the musical uh, icons that you listened to uh, as you were coming up? You know, I I grew up in, you know, on gospel and Christian music for a long time. And then once I started kind of venturing out to um, secular music, I listened to a lot of country, believe it or not, because that's all I was able to listen to because my mom loved how they tell stories rather than talk about things that children sh- should not always listen to. And so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I really you know, love a lot of country, like Martina McBride, and I really love um, Jody Messina, but in R&B, I love, you know, obviously Brandy Monica, Beyonce, I love Christina Aguilera, Um, I love Tiffany Evans, Indyire, and Carrie, Carrie Hilson is amazing, those are just some of the few people that I look up to for various different reasons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you want people to feel when they hear... Uh, your music, particularly Wayne's, but just your music in general. What what is it that you want to convey to people? Because you say you're known for your breakup songs. I am, and you know, I think just because I I had a really you know serious breakup, and that's what helped me, you know, write a song that's called "I'm Over You," and that's one of my crowd favorite songs, and. You know, people kind of look for that every time I perform. They're like, are you performing? I'm over you. And it evokes such emotion but still gives them that groove. They want to dance. They want to groove. They want to nod their heads, snap their fingers, and dance a little bit. And so when I'm singing and performing and writing and my music is playing, I want to evoke the emotion in people that it brings out for them when they kind of define the song for themselves. I defined it for me when I wrote it. And I define it for me and redefine it for myself every time I perform it. But Mm -hmm. I want the audience and the listeners and the fans to identify what the song means for them. It could be, you know, something in their life that they're going through at that moment that may not necessarily mean what I meant for me in that song when I wrote it, but that's what makes music the universal language that can transcend barriers. And mm-hmm. I want people to not only understand what I meant in that song, but to transplant that and apply it to their own life for whatever that means for them, as long as they enjoy it, as long as they love it, and as long as they understand me through my music, then that's all that matters to me. You know, I hear this all the time, and I, I can only imagine. I can't sing a lick. I can't hold a note with a handle. Uh, but, you know, I, I hear this all the time where one of the most, uh, I, I guess, powerful sensations is when an artist is singing a song and the audience is singing the song back with them and completely feeling and immersed uh, in that music. That must be one of the greatest compliments and feelings in the world. Oh, my goodness, it is, and and that actually happened to me. I performed, goodness, maybe it was about a month ago, a month and a half ago in Portland here, and I was singing I'm Over You, the song I was just talking about, and 
once the you know the first downbeat came on people were like baby i'm over you and they were singing with me and they were singing so loud i could hear them over the music and mind you the music and the sound system was loud so i could hear them over and i during the song like i got emotional i didn't obviously stop singing and nobody knew that i was emotional at the time but after the show, I got on Twitter and I said, wow, I want to cry so badly right now. I'm like, Portland, my hometown, just showed me so much love. I'm like, they were singing the song louder than me. I could hear every lyric. They were singing my runs, even, because they, they knew the song so well. And wow. that that brought me to tears. It made me very emotional. Uh, so I've got to ask, because the guys, of course, are going to be listening in and, and, and watching uh, the uh, video that we're going to produce uh, for this interview. Uh, they want to know, are you available? Oh, God. Is Mika looking? Is Mika, is Mika Paris available, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, my God. <laughs> and then, of course, you have to get your TV show voice on and make that announcement, right? That's right. I've got to put it out there. I've got to put it out there. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, live from Portland, Oregon, we have uh, someone oh, that is God. available. You know what? I'm just so focused. And, you know, I do have a, I have a special f- person in my life, of course. You know, it always makes the world go round when you do. But um, I'm I'm really focused. I'm so, so focused um, on my career. I've had a lot of things that could get me unfocused happen. Obviously, everybody has those besetting moments that, that mm-hmm. can get you. And because of those things and because I know those things are going to continue happening, I'm, I'm so focused. Do I have a special person in my life right now? Absolutely positively. Is he amazing? Absolutely positively. <laughs> Fantastic. That's good to hear. Uh, so so the question, of course, people would want to know, this is how you have to get into people's pants here. This is just so you're running how to do these interviews. I always blame it on somebody else. So people want to know, uh, so what kind of guy uh, does Mika Paris uh, like uh, and, and is attracted to? What What qualities does a guy have to have? Oh, goodness. You know, there's, like, no particular one. You know how some women are like, oh, he has to do this, he has to have this, he has to get this. And, you know, I don't have a list, thank God, because then, you know, I don't know if I would fulfill anybody else's list because nobody's perfect. But, um, you know, as long as I can carry on an educated, fun conversation, the person doesn't take things too seriously, too much, you know, because sometimes I'm really intense. I'm an intense individual, and sometimes I take things very seriously because I want everything to be perfect. And if I have somebody who's kind of the opposite of that, who's funny, who's laid back, who's calm, and who kind of, like, calms me down, that's, you know, that's kind of what I need. And obviously somebody who supports me and supports my music and, you know, can really compliment me. Just like when you put your hands together and they fit perfectly, that's exactly what I'm looking for, you know, in a partner. Fantastic. Okay. So now uh, how did you meet um, Leptune uh, and and, and the the gentleman who uh, has the record company that you are uh, producing this phenomenal work with? I, I didn't even hear the question. I'm so sorry. No problem. How did you meet Leptin? Oh, I, I can't hear that word for some reason. Uh, your your Leptin, your your. Uh, oh, okay. 17. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, come on, Mika, what happened? Uh, well, it, it sounds like you're on the speakerphone or something. So I was like, I, it just sounds like a whole mass of just noise, but no articulation. <laughs> 
Um, so, how, I actually, so how did you guys how did you guys hook up? Because I I know that was a a pivotal uh, time and moment also uh, career wise. Oh my goodness, huge! Um, goodness, I have known Leptune since I was 16 years old, and I really wanted to sing really bad, and I really wanted to work with his label, which is Seven Seas Records, which is my current label right now. And Leptune is the CEO of Seven Seas Records. Um, I found him, or he found me. I can't really remember. On I think it was AOL. Okay, now that shows you I'm not a baby because AOL <laughs> was wow. a while ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> AOL was before MySpace, I believe. So yeah, <laughs> um, we I think I found him in like a music forum. He was like looking for singers, and um, I, you know, just submitted a wave that I just recorded on my computer. I don't even know how I did it because I don't even know how to do that now. But I did it and sent it to him. And um, he was like, you know, I hear the soul in your voice. You know, I want to talk with your mom and see if we can get you out to New York and you can start recording some things. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, no, um, no. And so, you know, I felt so crushed. And I just tried to stay in touch with him as long as I could because I'm thinking, okay, well, when I'm of age to make my own decisions, that's going to be a decision that I make. And... I ended up losing touch with him because I, I moved to Sacramento when I was 16, lived there for a year, and then um, I moved back and I, I couldn't get a hold of him anymore. AOL was no longer heck popping; it was MySpace, and I couldn't find it. Right, I couldn't find him, and I didn't know what I was gonna do. And I finally gave up. I gave up, and um, you know, I finished high school, graduated, went off to college, and then after college, I'm like, you know what? I'm really going to pursue this like hardcore. And I was on Twitter one day, and I follow Capricio um, Skates, who is or was at the time the vice president of um, CSAC, which is a registration company for your music, and I'm registered mm-hmm. with CSAC, and he was my representative before he became um, now the executive at Arrow Records. And she, Seven Seas Records retweeted Capricio, and Capricio retweeted that. Since I follow Capricio, I saw the retweet of the retweet, and I said, Seven Seas Records. I'm like, I wonder if that's Leptune's label still. But I saw a girl as the main, you know, default picture. And I was just like, you know, I don't know. I clicked on it. It said New York. I'm like, I know they're in New York. And I was like, what's going on? And I reached out to them, submitted my music, and I said, hey, is Leptune still there? And she was like, nope, sorry. And I was like, uh, uh, well, excuse. Okay. okay. <laughs> I was just like, all right. And then, um, right. And so then I was like, are you sure? And she's like, nope, he's not. Nope, I don't know who you're talking about. And I was like, okay, well, anyway, here's my music. This is what I'm doing. And she reached out to me within 20 minutes later and was like, actually, he does remember you. And, you know, we just put a barrier out there, you know, for – People who try to obviously reach the CEO that I know that maybe don't know him, and she never mm-hmm. heard of me, you know, because we lost touch. And she's actually um, kind of one of the A and R's. And um, ever since then, this happened like last summer, last summer. And um, ever since then, we were in touch while I was kind of doing my own thing, and he was really supportive. And then after I won the NBC's The Voice. Um, Artist on the Rise contest, my email started popping off like crazy, and I, I would always talk to him, be like, oh, my God, my email is just crazy. He's like, you know what, why don't you help, you know, let me help you um, manage your email until you find, you know, a manager that you want or the team that you want to work with. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what, that would be great. So he started doing that, and then that was going on for about, like, six months or so, and he's like, oh, I have some great ideas. He started doing, you know, getting me connected with great people, and then I was like, you know what, 
I would love to be a part of Seven Seas Records. And he's like, I would love to have you. And that's how that happened. And it's been a blessing because his alter ego, which is Penn Platinum on Twitter, it's at Penn Platinum on Twitter, He's known for his name because he writes platinum songs. His songs are amazing. He's a songwriter, so he's not only a CEO of mm. not only just me, a label of many artists that are so talented and are about to release great music this year, which I cannot wait. I love them all. Um, he's also a great songwriter, so he writes you know songs for all his artists and um, co-writes with them. He's also signed to Hit Club Entertainment. I'm not sure if you've heard of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you have, okay. Mm-hmm. See, I know you have because you're an internet guru too. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I know. I should. That was a dumb question. Okay, so I get a point for asking a dumb question. <laughs> <a> dumb question. <laughs> but um, Hit Club Entertainment is known for you know writing hits. That's why they're called the Hit Club. They've written hits for the late great Whitney Houston, Chris Brown, mm-hmm. and some of um, Chris Brown's latest material, which is Strip and Wet. Um, my label heads management wrote those songs that's how close we're intertwined and so it's been an absolute blessing to be on Seventeen's records not only because Leptune is an amazing ceo but also because he has some great connections and great outlets and great you know ideas um i know that hit club is also associated with qb qb is a huge integrated marketing thing that's going to be taking over and i think you know that's something you should definitely look at if you haven't already um i know that nikki rich is is has her own channel on that the nikki rich show and she's a, another huge radio station and um i think you should definitely look at qb because i think that that could benefit you Oh, well, I appreciate that. Now, uh, what are you getting ready to do musically? I know that uh, you have wings out. Uh, what's what's next for you down the pipe? What what what, what can we expect from uh, Mika Paris? Yes, I do have wings out. I have the music video out. It's on YouTube, so everybody can find it by searching Mika Paris Wings, and that's M-I-C-A-P-A-R-R-I-S, Wings. Um, I'm actually working on a three-song set, which is going to be called Triple Sack, and it's going to be three songs, um, kind of all different, like, categories or genres, so to speak. One's going to be, like, a club banger, and it's going to be featuring Jess Mula, who is my label mate on 70s Records, and um, that one is going to be kind of saucy and sassy, and it's basically talking about how the opposite sex is very thirsty, and, you know, they'll be reaching and scratching at you, and you're like, hold on a second, you know, and everybody can kind of identify with that. There's another song, it's a love song, which I wrote, and um, I'm really happy about, and it's basically just trying to find out what the definition of love is, and um, then there's a third song talking about if somebody is not treating you right, then you just kind of just go gone and missing all of a sudden, and so these three songs compile triple sack. Triple sack is like the special ingredient in certain drinks. It's optional, but it makes the drink more potent and savory. So this is kind of a way for me to wet the palates of my um, listeners who've been waiting so mm, nice. for more music. And, yep, it's going to be called Triple Sack Elixir. I have two songs are written by Penn Platinum. And then one song was written by me, and I'm really excited to release those coming up soon. And then after that, I have an EP, I have showcases coming up, and and more shows, and more interviews, and more magazine features that I'm really, really excited about. And if anyone's interested, obviously, in booking me, they can reach out to Leptune at 1, the number 1, Leptune, which is Neptune with an L at gmail.com. Fantastic. What are the web addresses for us to uh, get in contact and experience some wonderful Mika Paris? 
Oh, people can find me obviously on Twitter at Mika Paris with two R's. SoundCloud, you guys can find me um, SoundCloud.com/slash Mika Paris. ReverbNation.com/slash Mika Paris. Those have my current music out, um, and you guys can also anticipate Triple Sec is going to be uploaded on there. Triple Sec, by the way, is a free download, so people can download those songs for free. Um, goodness, you can find me on BossChicks.com because I'm a new blogger for BossChicks.com, which I'm so excited about because Boss Chicks is huge. Look at my profile on there. You can find me on the Music Connects mag.com. I'm also a correspondent for the Music Connects magazine, writing blogs and interviews, bringing them to the entertainment center of the website. Um, you can find me on Facebook. My fan page is Mika Paris Music. You can add me on Facebook, too, if you search for me. Um, you can find me on OurStage.com. If you kind of just Google me, you guys can find me everywhere that I'm at. That's Mika Paris, M-I-C-A-P-A-R-R-I-S. Now, you know what I'm excited about? What? Soon people will be able to find you on the pmshow.tv. Oh, that's hot. That is so hot. We're going to blow this up. Now, one of the last questions I want to ask you is because you're such a positive force, and, and I just feel your energy, and I, and I, and I just felt that uh, the question is appropriate, and that is for other uh, young artists uh, who have a dream, who have a passion, who have a gift, uh, that God has given them. What uh, what advice uh, would you you give them? Because you know, we, most people see the after and, and and not the before of what it takes to to become uh, an artist and to become successful. What advice would you give those that are uh, seeking to follow in your footsteps? Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, goodness, yeah. There's been many times where it's been tough. There's times where, you know, you you get frustrated, you you get discouraged. But at the end of the day, you have to really remember why did you start doing this in the first place. That's the question you got to ask yourself. You also got to ask yourself, okay, is this something that I want to be pushing for the rest of my life? Because even after you get to the point that you want to be, if you ever get there, and hopefully you do, you got to still keep pushing. You gotta say, okay, if you're there, you gotta still maintain at least. So in order to to get there, you gotta maintain once you get there, you gotta think about all these things. You gotta think about who you can impact, who you can touch. And you gotta remember that when people tell you no that doesn't mean that everybody's going to tell you no. If you hear one no, that's one no. If you hear one opinion, that's one opinion. And you have to remember those things because you're going to hear no's, you're going to hear opinions, you're going to hear names, you're going to hear very negative things and see negative things and, and they're going to make you cringe. And you got to just keep pushing because if the drive is in you, then, then keep your foot on the gas pedal and, and dodge those signs, dodge those pedestrians, you know, dodge the bicyclists and, and anybody who can get in your way and just keep on driving forward no matter what. Absolutely incredible. My dear uh, Mika Paris, you are a gift uh, to this world, to this planet, to the music industry. I just think that you are the it girl and have that it factor, and uh, I'm blessed that I passed across this way at this time. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I had fun with you, and I was looking forward to this, and I'm so glad the day finally came. We Absolutely. made it past December 21st. We didn't die. Yeah, we all here. We didn't blow up or nothing, you know. We are here. They woke, woke up. Everything was working. That's a blessing. <laughs> right, right, right. And I think you're in Sacramento. Is that correct? That's correct. That's correct. Okay. Well, I might be coming back down that way. And so if I do, I will have my team reach out to you and, um, you know, definitely say hello. 
That'll be fantastic, and I can't wait uh, for uh, some of your new material. Let me know, and uh, I'd love to have you back on the show. Thank you so much. You have a blessed day, and Happy New Year again to you. All right, my dear, you too. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, God bless. All righty, God bless. Bye-bye. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.